0: Thank you so much, um, Sean. And uh, my last part is to uh, preach the Word of the Living God. And uh, this one's called Messy Church uh, from Exodus 2 because church is a bit messy. Is church messy today? Or is it perfect? Mm. This is a really interesting one. Um, I once heard that Christians can be like Chinese pork, either sweet or sour. Heard that before? Well, if there are sour Christians, is church messy? It can be. can be. Here's a strange one. Moses in the ancient church, he murders someone, then he flees. That's a messy time uh, for that church member. Um, And as I call everybody listening at home and here, if you're not Christians, uh, to trust in Jesus for life and then commit to his church, because local church is where he refines us through His Spirit, to be more godly. What I don't want you to think is this. I'm only going to come to Jesus and church when everything's rosy and dandy in my life and when church is perfect. Because if you tarry till you're better, you will never come at all. So I am calling this part of Cardiff to come to Jesus now and join His local church. But it is going to be a bit messy. It always has been and it always will be. And my point today is we commit anyway. We give our lives to each other and to Jesus anyway, and it's the best life. Church is messy, but it's glorious. Have you heard this one? To be with the saints in heaven, oh, what a wondrous story. To be with the saints on earth, now that's a different story. You heard that one? Well, it's certainly the case if you're in the church with Moses back here. Jesus ends the problem of sin between humans and the Father. He does that on the cross. But there's still quite a lot of work to be done on us. And it's not going to be perfect until he comes again. You're not going to be perfect in your behavior until you come again. But don't do this. Delay coming till everything's perfect. You can join the church today and know everlasting life. And be like Jesus. And make church better. And this community better. you can. Where's my Bible? Let me just re- reread this messy bit. One day after Moses had grown up, he watched people fighting, and essentially, he killed an Egyptian and buried him in the sand. Bad day, and then he gets accused. Have you ever had a bad day? A sinful day? A low point. What do you do? That's the question. That is the question for every human being. What do you do with sin and shame and guilt? Or if you've been hurt by people, where do you go for strength? Everybody goes somewhere. Um, You're going to have a bad day. You might not kill an Egyptian. I hope you don't. But you will commit sin. What do you do? Or someone's going to sin against you. Where do you go? Now, murder is wrong. (laughs) Welcome to that news flash. But it is interesting, and maybe in your house groups, I think you might have passed this passage, but if you come back to it, it's an interesting one, uh, this, because Sean read from Acts 7, where we really see how much Moses loved the church and wanted it out of that horrid slavery, so he did his act. Moses thought that his own people would realize that God was using him to rescue them. Um, And maybe it's worth chatting. How do we stand in a godless age? What's right behavior and what's wrong behavior? We've got to work these things out together. I was reading about um, Bonhoeffer in uh, Hitler's Germany. He was put to death for standing against it as a Christian. But how do we stand against things today? Discuss that amongst yourselves and pray about it. Moses, it's not blind rage, but he does commit murder. He is fighting an evil regime um, and the people don't trust him they're not ready to go with him yet we believe in jesus centered spirit filled living so what do we do when life gets tough and church gets messy and we're part of the mess what do you do if you're legitimately pressured this coming week tempted to go under what do you do if you're overrun with worry Or if your best friend in church has hurt you beyond repair, what do you do? Moses ran. People listening, what have you done during this pandemic to get strength and hope? Moses ran. What do you think about that? Well, he sort of ran. Because, to keep you awake, he ran to a place which began with an M. And you can mutter it under your uh, masks now. That place was, if you remember, Midian. And he was there for 40 years being tested. Now when 40 years happens in the Bible, something's always, someone's always being tested to come out to serve the church more. Jesus tef- tested that number 40. You do it in Lent, some of you. To come out to be better than you were before. And he runs to Midian. Next question. Why did he run to Midian? Have you ever thought about that? Who are the Midianites? And this is key to how we behave as Christians. It's like, did Moses run? Sort, is he running from his problems? Sort of, but maybe not. Midians, Midianites, they were part, in Genesis, of Abraham's family. Um, Abraham married Keturah in Genesis 20, 25, and they have a child called Midian, and here are his descendants, the Midianites. So, in the mess of church and life, he still doesn't disconnect himself from church family. That is crucial to how we live in 2021. For Jesus. He is not running from that messy church that always lets me down to embrace pagan godlessness. This is the hope of the future. I'm dealing with my problems in that world. No, he runs to church's extended family, the Midianites, for a period before he comes back to this one. Come to Jesus for everlasting life. And when it's hard, and it will be, even in Park End, you still don't disconnect from church family. That's the story of Moses. According to the Lord, none of us can get through a day really without him and his church family and his sacraments and his word and his spirit. And you'll find the best friends you ever make in life Are your church family? Because you're like army cadets together, battling through. And you go through the ultimate highs and the manic lows. And sometimes you want to punch each other in church. But we stay together. Why? Because we keep each other safe. Because Jesus lives here with his people. We don't expose ourselves to all sorts of weird, secular coping mechanisms when life gets tough. In Midian, they have a priest in verse 17, Jethro. And he's also called in verse 18, uh, Ruel. And do you know what that means? That means friend of God. He, by the way, invented small groups and house groups in um, Exodus 18 and Deuteronomy 1. Jethro. If you love house groups, you owe it to Jethro. Here's a friend of God, and here comes Moses in the mess of life. What do I do? How do I cope? Do I hit the drugs? Do I hit the drink? What do I do? He goes to a priest who's a friend of God, and that friend of God says, there's a mountain over there this is in coming chapters, and there's an angel, the son of God, and he lives there, and you need to talk to him about your mess. So church is messy, but we stick with it. Why? Because here you've got friends who are going to go, I'm listening, and I know someone who can handle life. His name's Jesus, and we've got little Jethro's here, priests connecting people to the Father. Well, can't do that much connecting people to jesus who connects people to the father and we say take it all to him and i'm with you whatever's going on whatever's going on whoever's hurt you whatever sins you've committed the worst we could take it to jesus together moses is not running to a pagan land human beings will only go down if they run to pagan jesuslessness he's gone to his church family Are you weak and heavy laden. Cumbered neath the load of care. Precious Savior. Still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. We do that together in church. We believe Jesus lives here. And in the pain of life. He works it for an eternal weight of glory. Only Jesus and church does that. Incidentally. Incidentally. The Midianites do end up turning against church through Balaam um, in the future. But right now, Moses is on the run. Moses still finds fellowship. And it's not perfect, but he still finds fellowship. He still commits to God's people. He even has a baby, and it's called Gershom, which means stranger in a foreign land. If you call your child stranger in a foreign land, life isn't perfect for you. You've got pangs, you wish it was better. But he still is connected to church and the Lord. And I want to land here for the last bits. Because I know that Park End Church or any local church on earth at the moment is not perfect. But we can still be so thankful for it. In Midian, God had, uh, Moses had so much to be thankful for. Church family. People who would point him. To the Lord, and I don't know if you find this, but I do. There are so many promises about the future glory coming to church family where all sins are gone and all tears are wiped away. It's tempting, while we're still in Midian and we feel like naming our children Gershom because everything's going wrong, it's tempting to not count our blessings and glories now. And this passage struck me because how much blessing Moses had even in a non-ideal situation. We can, in life, always look for what's coming next and get excited about it. And lose sight of what's now with our Gershams in Midian. Me and my Christian friends... We're not in a good place like now, man. I feel like I'm in Midian. I wish I was back proper, whatever world I really am happy in. And I just named my new child Gershom and I'm done. Da- nah. Stop. Look into the future. Count your blessings now. It's the key to Exodus 2. The Bible teaches, and this might be a, a sobering point for some of us, there is not going to be a period in this fallen world Where your job is everything you wanted it to be. Or your husband is everything you hoped he was going to be before you married him. Or your children are as perfect as you wish they were going to be. Or your church is as perfect as you wanted it to be. There's never a day where you're not going to be tempted to be stressed and to sin. It's just not what the Bible teaches this side of glory what we're called to do is have peace in it and show the world we know Jesus and are trusting him in it and come to him for peace. It's really interesting with peace. Jesus says, oh, to do this, do this. If you want to be that, do that. If you want peace, it's one of the few times he says, you've got to come to me. There's no trick here. You come to me. Even if you're in Midian, you still go to the angel on the mountain the Lord Jesus. It's just interesting, in a non-ideal Midian, he still becomes a shepherd of sheep. It's like it's in him. Lord, I'm going to go back to church. I'm going to go all guns blazing. Give me something to do before I shepherd my people and help them in church. Here's some sheep. I'm going to look after the sheep. I'm going to shepherd the sheep. So in this period of testing and Midian, I'm still serving and getting ready to come back for you, Lord. Lord. It's like, I wonder how many spiritual giants over the last 18 months have been formed in lockdown. Because you've been forced to trust Jesus in your Midian and the difficulties. And you've seen how faithful He is in new ways. And you're going to come back and you're going to teach us how to see new things in Him. I'm looking forward to the giants among us coming forward. But I want to close with this. We're to hang in there and do not normalize what is special. Even in Midian, there's so much to be thankful for. Now, let's be honest. Everybody listening and me at the top of the list is a hell-deserving sinner. But some of us are not only never going to hell, not only have we had all of our sins forgiven, we have been lavished with grace upon grace in our lives, particularly in this country. And so here's a list I made about things I'm thankful for and that we all should be, and I'm sure you are, in our Midian, in our moments of Midian and Gershams. I often meet widows and widowers who are not part of church. And they have no one to make them food and pray with them and ring them. Can you imagine that? Church family doesn't go through it like that. Even in the mess of church, that is a blessing. I think we've got some of the best-looking websites and newsletters with hours poured into it to show it cares that we've got something to read and connect to every week. Count our blessings. It's glorious. There's a team at the back of the room that have solidly worked all the way through lockdown to help me promote the gospel during the pandemic. They listened to all my little requests for perfection. I'm really irritating, but they're still here. And through illness, they've carried on. In Midian, with Gershams, but we're still here. We've got a group of elders that meet every month, sometimes more to plan and prepare prepare things for all of us here and to pray for people and to care for them. Each of them has a unique set of ministry in the church and the community. Count our blessings. We're blessed. We've got people looking out for our building and making sure it's open and warm and safe and dry as possible Count our blessings. There have been hours poured into the church accounts by one particular man. Count our blessings. I don't want to do that job. Someone's doing it for us. There have odd jobs being done by people. For how many years has the church been open and it's still being done? Using their money to buy little things for church to tidy it up, to make it a nicer place to look, to smell, and to be a part of. There are people giving up their time for artwork and displays. Other people gather to meet and pray for you each Tuesday and check in on each other. It's Midian. It's not perfect. We're not in glory yet, but that's not nothing. Believe you me. Other people serving community projects like Food Bank because they care about the state of planet Earth. we got teenagers able to meet every month with youth meetings coming online to hear about Jesus. Richard has recorded music every single week For the last how long in lockdown and edited it to words and pictures and prayers. And people have contributed to that as well. That is stunning commitment in Midian with Gershom. People here have done meal runs and phone calls and sent emails and letters and hospital visits. And done laundry for people. Glory to Jesus and his church. That's what I say. We've given company to smaller lonely churches who are moving closer towards us. We know their names and we're praying for you. We eat together. We've done quizzes. We've been at funerals together. We study the Bible together. We've got house groups together and coffee mornings. And people come here early to usher and they're going to be spraying in the pews and cleaning it after to keep us safe. And when we hurt each other, we've forgiven each other because we've been forgiven so much by the living God. So look around. Midian, yes. Sinful, yes at times. In a pandemic, yes. Is it easy? No. But here we are, saved, together, serving. Everlasting life has already begun. It's now. And it carries on into eternity. And this group of people, at the end of that chapter, including sinful Moses, they're heard by the living God, and He moves to rescue them. And today, we're heard by the living God. He cares. He loves for us. He'll protect us and rescue us all the way through until we meet Him in glory. Thanks be to God for the blessings in Midian amongst the Messy Church. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Amen.